Hi everyone, my name is Irvin. I'm John. And I'm Kyle. And this is The Theology Podcast. Today, we're continuing our series on becoming the people of God. And we've talked about these different ways of being the people of God. And today's episode is about the way of worship. But I want to start on a little bit different gear. So I want to ask you guys, what are some things that you do ritualistically? What is something that you recognize has been a ritual within your life? Well, when I was a boy, the biggest TV show that everyone was watching was Ben 10. Okay. About What's this. that? You, you've never seen it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it was one of the best cartoons I've ever seen, right? And of course, I'm 10 years old. The cartoon is about a 10-year-old boy who is minding his own business when he finds this alien watch-like device that straps to his wrist and it can turn him into any of 10 alien forms. Okay, so, and I'm intrigued. Becomes a, okay. Yeah, and it's, it's really good. You should watch it. And so he becomes a superhero because he can transform into all these really cool, scary alien forms. Yeah. I found the image. <laughs> ben 10. And so as a boy, I thought wearing a watch is the coolest thing on earth. And so I began to wear a watch every day when previously I did not because I thought, oh, maybe one day this little, you know, Casio wristwatch will turn into <laughs> an Omnitrix and maybe one day wow. I can turn into a superhero yeah. and, and transform into all these things. And then there was actually a point that I bought one of those toy Omnitrixes, which is huge compared to a wristwatch. And then I just wore that in public and everyone was asking me, oh, that's a very big watch. And it doesn't tell the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's <laughs> so funny. Well, for me, it's quite embarrassing. When I was in my teens, I started getting very into um, into into my hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And it was about the same time when, uh, you know, the wax brand Gatsby. Okay. Yeah. It, oh. it, it, it made its way into Singapore. And then there was this advertisement. I think it was some like Japanese guys singing in some operatic voice. Gatsby, 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 Gatsby. <laughs> very nice. I spent like 15 minutes. I think there was once I actually spent like up to 40 minutes doing my hair in front of the mirror and just just going over and over it again and again. So yeah, that, that, that was my ritual. Okay. Uh, I've had many others that I can think of as well. One in particular was when we had a dog back when we lived in the US and having a dog is very ritualistic if you've ever owned a dog. You know, the timing that they wake up it's very ritualistic. Even on weekends when you don't have to get up for work, they're already in the habit of doing that. There's certain things that you do ritualistically as you prepare their food and take care of them, take them out for walks. Uh, and that forms you. That shapes your life. And now, you know, like once you do that, I'm a dog person. That's my identity. I, now I, and I can claim that, right? Uh, and you guys have already described some of your rituals and those things shaped you. For John, it was getting a big old watch. Uh, mm -hmm. For Urban, it's having really nice styled hair, right? <laughs> really nice <laughs> <had> hair. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's shaped us. It forms us. It becomes part of our identity. But the other part of that question is like, how does that make you feel? when you do those those types of rituals, those things that are very intentional. Well, it made me feel like, yeah, hey, I look pretty good. Huh? <laughs> if I walk down the street, maybe some people will turn their head. <laughs> okay, okay. There's yeah. confidence. Confidence, comfort. And then if I didn't do it, I felt like something's missing. Mm. Mm. For me, the idea of having a watch on my wrist that connects me to this superhero, it made me think of myself as I'm a small boy with a lot of potential. I can be more than what I currently am. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Same for me uh, in having a dog. I mean, I feel a sense of love and affection for this other being that I'm helping to care for. I feel some comfort and security in having something else that I'm not only taking care of, but also takes care of me, uh, provides emotional support for me and things that are very meaningful and give me a well, more well-rounded life. 
So we all have these kinds of rituals. And one of the rituals that we participate in on a regular basis is what happens on Sunday morning when we gather Mm, together for worship. And so I guess the next question is, well, how has life in the way of worship shaped you? How does that change your identity? And what kind of emotions does that evoke for you? For me, when I think about the way of worship, I recognize that this is a very intentional practice that requires me putting aside a large portion of my weekend, uh, making a personal sacrifice, uh, which wasn't so much when I was smaller, having grown up in a Christian family where we always went to church on Sunday morning. But even now for my kids, like recognizing, oh, now it's even more effort as an adult. Now I have to do all the adult things and be the parent that helps make sure my kids are ready and have things to keep their attention, et cetera. There are a lot of rituals involved in attending a worship service on Sunday morning, a lot of sacrifice. But one of the things that it shapes me in is recognizing the connection to the ancient faith, recognizing that the things that I'm doing on on any given Sunday morning are very similar to the things that have been practiced for thousands of years. And I get to participate in that. Uh, But more than that, it's also a connectivity to Jesus. Uh, It's my direct link to moving aside everything else in my busy schedule, in my life, in my focus and intention, and putting all that on Jesus. Uh, And that gives me a chance to assess myself, to connect, and recognize, what am I actually feeling here? How are these songs stirring within me? How is the lesson or the scripture that I'm meditating on this morning, how is that shaping me? And it changes me, forms me into somebody different, and Mm -hmm. hopefully for the better, in more of the shape of Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to build off the whole like hair wax kind of thing. Okay, yeah, so, yeah um, I would say I, I share the same feelings that a life in the way of worship transforms me as well. And when I leave a time of worship with our church family, I often leave with an added sense of confidence, not because I'm such a great person, but because there is a God out there who can do for me what no man can. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like I've put on, right? Put on Mm. Christ, put Mm -hmm. on the Spirit, put on God Himself in this hour or so together. And I, I think making an effort to not only come for worship, but all the other things that surround the worship service itself, those are worshipful things that we do, you know, fellowshipping, chatting, having a coffee together, even having lunch together afterwards. Those things to me are worshipful as well because you are saying you are important to me because you are important to God. You know, this is not mm-hmm. just a purely social thing. Yeah. I mean, just imagine, would you be having lunch with so-and-so if you were not a member of this church? Probably not. You may not even know this person. But because you are brought together by God, you have that common fellowship there. That is honoring God. That's worshiping God through Mm. the act of sitting at table like we chatted about a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's amazing that even in those things, you're talking about social events that we do with other people, not just between ourselves and God, but they make us more aware of our relationship with God within the community. That's powerful. And that's a good reason to keep showing up on Sunday mornings. Mm. For me, the way of worship used to be something rather jarring because going to church from a week of Monday to Saturday where I'm going through all these other problems, I've got these other questions, uh, you know, my friend don't like me, I'm struggling with this subject and I'm failing this test or whatever. And then I come to Sunday and then I'm thinking, okay, great, time to get a spiritual recharge. And then the message and what happens in service is completely different from what I needed. So one part of me begins to think, I didn't get anything out of worship today. I guess it wasn't that good after all. But then there's another part that begins to suggest that what if this story being talked about on Sunday about Jesus and his death and his resurrection 
and its power in the world? What if that is the real story about what's going on in the world? So being a part of that whole Sunday event, it's almost like a reset button, a recalibration of what's my life really about? Is my life really for me to live so that I can pass my test, so that I can get a good job, so that I can have a good family and basically have a comfortable life? Or is my life about a different story that is somehow wrapped up in what we hear from the pulpit, what we sing about and declare as mm, true, what we yes. partake of in communion? Is, isn't that the real story? And then I leave worship almost having woken up from a dream and I realize my Monday to Saturday where I've been living for myself, that's the dream. But now I'm waking into a reality that is shaped by Jesus. And then the next set of Monday to Saturday looks completely different. Wow. Yeah. yeah. A recalibration. Yeah. 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 I like what you said about, you know, you coming away from a, a worship service and you feel like, oh, that really didn't speak to me or that maybe that wasn't really for me. I, I think a lot of times when people have that feeling, it's because the focus is on the wrong place. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah. if it's all about me, then yeah, it's not going to fit my needs because it's not my will. Uh, mm. it, it, this isn't a worship for me. And so, yeah, that's a really good point to yeah. recognize and recalibrate that it's not about me. There's a bigger story going on here. Mm. There's something bigger happening. Yeah. And I like what you mentioned about waking up into another reality. It's like another life, you know, a, a better life, a truer life. Yeah. And it brings me back to that story that you've mentioned about the boy with the watch. It's almost like he's living another life when he activates the watch. Yeah, and these types of things, I think they should inspire us. And rituals can be good. Rituals are not just habits. They're very intentional and they're formative. They shape us. And so the question is, you know, especially as we think back specifically to the examples in like Acts chapter two, where the early church, they're meeting on a regular basis at Simon, uh, Solomon's portico. They're coming together for worship. Wow. How powerful, how formative. They must have been feeling some strong emotions. It wasn't just, oh, I go there out of obligation. I go there because that's what Jesus tells me to do. That's what the example of the apostles is. No, there's something beneficial about that recalibration, reset. Mm. And if you're not feeling that on a Sunday morning, then maybe you need to recalibrate. Maybe it's something that you need to reassess. Mm. It's an opportunity for us to wake up to the real story that we should be living in. Which is the way of worship. That's all we have this week on the Theology Podcast. See you next time.